This is Daniel Blair. Let's take you down to the Moto X Pod Podium. What's up? We're back with another episode of the Acherbys The Podium. This week, we've got Cade Clayson. What's up, Cade? Oh, what's up, Dr. Ed? Not much, man. Just uh, really, really getting excited as we get super close to Supercross 2020. Um, you're up there in Oklahoma practicing. How's that going? Uh, it's good. It's something new, for sure. Um, you know, I'm I'm staying out at Greg Albertson's place, doing some riding with him, and um, just help, having him help me with some, some little stuff and, you know, obviously my, my training and stuff. And it's been good. Um, I've only been here a few days, but yeah. I feel like we've made some progress and it's nice being um, somewhere kind of private and, you know, having our own, you know, space to do stuff and not, you know, be, feel like I'm doing lap times. Right. Uh, nationals every, <laughs> stopwatch nationals every day. Sure. Uh, you know, so it's, uh, it's good. And I feel like I can just kind of progress at my own pace because obviously I'm I feel like I'm a little far behind. Yeah, but you, I, I would think it's going to come back pretty quick, man. I mean, it, you know, like you said, once the once the gate drops at Anaheim, uh, I think you'll be right there. Yeah, I hope so. Um, you know, our, my goals and stuff for this year are pretty realistic, I feel like, um, especially for the beginning of the season. Um, and I think we're all kind of in agreement on that. And, you know, we're just kind of striving for the same goal be healthy through the beginning of the year and get through the first few races and really just get those under under my belt and yeah just enjoy myself you know enjoy going back to the races and seeing everyone and just not get trying to get you know too caught up and oh my god i'm back at a supercross <laughs> race you know i just sure you know, i just want to go race and, and have fun well i i for one i'm extremely glad you're back um you know it's really unfortunate the way things went down but it's in the past now. Let's uh, get out there in 2020 and uh, at least stay in front of A-Ray. And really, you know, everything's uh, gold after that. Oh, yeah. As, as long as we do that, it's golden. I mean, we already we already won Finland. You know, <laughs> yeah. Top yeah. the American podium in Finland. So that right. was nice. Awesome. Uh, we knocked off Team Swap. That was, that was the goal. <laughs> That was the old goal. It wasn't even a win. It was just a B-team swap. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's great. All right, well, I know you're, you've got dinner in the pan ready to go, so uh, your topic for the podium, I want to know your top three times or three three top favorite favorite three experiences on a motorcycle. It doesn't have to be at a race. It could be riding with your buddy somewhere. It could have been, you know, hanging out with your dad when you were a kid. I don't know, but let's start with uh, number three. Oh. Man, it was like it's a weird order. Okay. Like, and it's it's honest, it's not okay. It's not a weird order, but like it, it took me some time to like put them in order. Sure. Thinking about them, you know, obviously before you called and stuff, and um, you know, I kind of, you know, my number three would be the first time I made it to Loretta's. Um, and the only reason I say this is because uh, the first time I made it was on a sixty, but I had tried and tried for years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was my last year on 60s. I had just gotten on 80s and stuff. And I had struggled and struggled. And every year I either got hurt or did something stupid. And, um, you know, this year I went and I won my regional and I, I crushed it. I did really good. And my, I could, my dad couldn't have been more proud. Like, he, I, I just remember how pumped he was, you know, to finally be able to say that we got, we got in to go to Loretta's. Yeah, um, that's, that's really cool that, right there. That, yeah, it was awesome. You know, I remember we were in Broom Taluga in New York. It was a, it was a pretty cool experience. You know, it was a cool race. It was a good track, and 
you know, I just I, I remember every bit of that weekend, and uh, it was uh, it was good, nice to be there. Yeah, I like that you 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 know you, the way you mentioned your your dad, and I mean, because really. I mean, that's why the reason a lot of us got into motorcycles in the first place, right? Is our dads rode dirt bikes or whatever. I mean, same for me. My dad rode dirt bikes out in the desert. He never raced, but those are my early memories, you know, and, and him being proud of you like that, that's something that you'll always have. Yeah. I mean, my dad, my dad, I mean, he could, he could barely know any less about dirt bikes. <laughs> okay. like, he, he tries so hard, Yeah, um, but he loves it. That's cool. Know? Um, the only story I ever have I have of him riding a dirt bike is I mean, he told me when he was a little kid he was riding a Honda Fifty through a tall grass field and he hit he hit a he hit a grass roller you know those big <laughs> you know those big roller things you pull behind your mower he just yeah, yeah, hit one of those yeah. things wide open. That's the only story I got of him riding a dirt bike. But oh uh, wow, no he's he's a horse trainer and you know he's really good in you know his respected field and stuff so. You know, it's cool to have his, you know, respect and stuff. And now he's kind of going through it with my brother a little bit, um, you know, getting to watch him grow up. And yeah. he made it to the Reds and did pretty well this year, so that's cool to see. Absolutely. Well, let's get to number two. Two. All right. Two is, like, really tight with number one. Okay. Because they're basically the same thing. <laughs> um, But they're both, like, moments where, like, it, it was cool. Um, But I, I went with two because it's obviously a little bit less than number one but two is uh my first 250 main event because um we went in to the supercross season in 2014 kind of expecting to do really well um i felt good i had you know i was on a small team that was helping me a ton i went to dallas just missed the main by like one or two positions and I was like, oh, man, I can do this. Like, yeah. I just got to get a little better. You know, people get hurt. Like, I can I'll, – I'll have this no problem here coming around. Next weekend, I was in – I was in six, like, riding great in the heat race. And then I crashed. And then I got up, and I I had uh, – I had, like – I don't remember. I, something happened, but when I crashed, I, like, broke my kill switch or something. Mm-hmm. And I went to hit the triple that lap. And it bogged at the bottom. And I, I mean, I barely made it to the top of the landing. I cased it so bad. Oh, wow. And I ended up messing up my hand pretty bad. And uh, I raced the whole rest of the season with it like that. And I sucked. I mean, I crashed every single weekend. Like, you can ask any of my friends. I had the nickname Case and Clayson. I was the whiskiest man on the Supercross track. And then at my last Supercross in New York, I finally made the main. And my, the, the look on my mechanic's face when I like came over the finish line and I actually made it. Yeah. Like it was, he had been with me for a long time. Like we had kind of gone through everything together and it was like, hell yeah, this is, this is right. You know, this is, this is, it was really cool. Yeah. That's fantastic, man. I love that. Like I, you know, we see that sometimes when we get to watch races, you know, like the LCQ and, Every once in a while, they'll catch the guy that makes it in for the very first time, you know, and and uh, that's mm-hmm. yeah, that's really a special feeling because even though you know, Cade, you're not really one of the, you know, you're not the Eli Tomax of the world, but you're still clearly one of the best riders on the planet, man. Anybody that makes a night show, I've said over and over, are you know, you, you guys are bad mother efforts. Period. Um, you know, you, you go to your local race and probably just absolutely dominate. You're so talented, but don't get anywhere anywhere near enough credit 
So the fact that you had that feeling of, you know, that maybe not winning a race, maybe not winning a Supercross, but getting into a main event is still unreal. I can't even imagine what that feels like. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty great feeling, you know, especially, yeah. you know, I can't wait for it this year and you know, trying to just get that weight lifted off my shoulders, you yep. know, it's, uh, it's always great. And even like when you're at like little arena crosses and stuff like that, like I remember I went to Germany one year, um, like just to make the main over there was like pretty difficult. There were so many good, like basically privateer level riders that like, it was extremely tough and you know, like even getting, like get, sometimes getting in the main, no matter where you are, is really important and yeah. difficult. It's just, you know, it's just a great feeling once you're in there and you can relax and just ride like you normally would. Right, absolutely. Well, I'm looking forward to I can't wait for, for just another month from now, A1. I, I'm, I'm so excited. Um, let's get number one. Let's get this thing. I want to hear what it is because that one right there was, number two was amazing. What's up, guys? This is the Seven Juice Trade out of Intercom. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many Top privateers such as myself. All you gotta do is go to aturbysusa.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Motorhead Pajo sent you. Well, number one, I feel like I kind of gave it away. Number one is obviously when I made my first 450 main. Yeah. And it was, you know, a year later. I only did one year in the 250 class. I went to the 450 class and um, it was pretty special because you know, I had, um, I didn't have two mechanics, but I had a new mechanic that weekend who I'd been friends with for quite a while. Okay. And I had my me- my mechanic there as well, who had been my mechanic all the way through my last two years as an amateur. Um, and just like their teamwork and stuff. And I like remember that heat race to a T. I whole shot in my semi and I got passed by Brock Tickle in like the first or second corner. <laughs> um, and I rode second, and then I got past and went into third. Um, but then somebody, one of the factory guys, crashed in the whoops right in front of me, mm-hmm. right just past me. And I was still skimming the whoops. Well, all the factory dudes behind me had to roll the whoops. So I got, like, this big gap, and I rode second the whole, the whole semi. And then last lap, I looked back over the finish line, and I had... Barsha, Brayton, and Tomac, <laughs> all three moly. right behind me, and I was just like, I was like, you guys, you guys can just go by, like I'm good. Yeah, right. Like, you yeah, guys can just have your space. Like, yeah, I got tons of room behind you three. I'll just cruise my way home. That's awesome, and, though. Uh, so I was, but, yeah, I was like, I mean, I'm sure they thought I was. They were laughing at me. I, I let it by so easily. Right. I mean, I was, I was plenty content with where I was and I came off the track and um, I was actually running for the same team that had helped me the year before so it was pretty cool that you know, the second main event I ever made was a 450 main and, That's you know rad. it was at A2 so it's like it was still like everyone was healthy and it was, it was cool to be on the line with you know, all those you know all those really you know guys I looked up to like I was thinking yeah. about this yesterday you know I was reading that Chad Reed retirement thing and 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when I was when I was little, Reed was, uh, you know, obviously I was already pro. I was still on sixties and stuff, and um, you know, I remember looking up to him and watching videos of him and Ricky like all the time. You know, growing up, and it's yeah. like, dude, I I line up on the gate with that guy now. So it's <laughs> like, it's it's crazy to think. Yeah, I mean, that's I, I can only imagine. Uh, like I've said, with a, a lot of times talking to you guys, when when you line up with somebody like you just said, like a Chad or somebody that's been there a while, and, and you're, you're lined up by your heroes, it's got to be really difficult to be able to separate that and be like, okay, now I got to go compete. He really is just another human being. Um, that's that. Yeah, I I don't think I could do it. I don't have that. I'd probably be goo goo, you know, goo gooing over him all the time, and like, holy shit, it's Chad Reed, you know. Um, just hell, just like when I go do interviews and stuff, I still get a little bit nervous sometimes talking to some of you guys. It's just, it's kind of, it's just different, man. But uh, as a racer, you got to compete against those legends sometimes, and um, you get one more year, I guess, to to hang out with Chad Reed before he's gone. Yeah, exactly, and that's it is difficult. Too. Like even I, when I was training with Brayton, you know, at club, yeah, um, it took time for me to like be able to be like, man, I can hold him off for half a lap, a lap, you know, I can hold him off for a while. Like I don't need to just like, you know, move over and let him by. Like I can, right. I can do this, and then it makes it easier at the races too when you get a good start in heat race or something to, you know, kind of believe in yourself, that, build that confidence. You know, you're both out there for a reason, you know. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, dude. Kate, I, I really appreciate you giving us some time. Like I said, I know you're, you're waiting to eat dinner, and uh, you just got done training a little bit ago, but I appreciate you coming on and spending some time with the Moto X Pod show, and look forward to seeing you at Anaheim. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. No worries, and yeah, I'm, I'm stoked to see you. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're ever around and stuff, you know, if you're up this way, I'm not too far away from you now, so yeah, stop I, on by. I actually hit up Greg. Uh, I'm waiting. If Kiefer does his test that he's been talking about for like two years, He's supposed to come up to Greg's place and do a test. Um, man, Kiefer says a lot of things. That is true. He call people back. He, yeah, man, I hope he hears this. He, well, he says everything. I'll, I'll send him this. <laughs> I'll, I'll cut this clip and send it to him. But uh, I do want to come up and say and check the place out and hang out. So maybe I'll make that happen here in the next. I don't know. I, I actually, I need to do it this week probably because I go back to work next week. You know, I've been off for a couple of weeks with this injury. So I don't know. Maybe I could. Maybe I could break free and drive up there Friday. Heck yeah, man. Well, don't do it Friday because he ain't going to be here. It's just me. So, okay. They're so going racing. They're going to Canmore. Oh, uh, shit. So, I guess then tomorrow would be the only day or Monday. I guess. Okay. Well, let me, I'll figure yeah. it out. I'll text you about it. We'll do that off air and I'll figure it out. Maybe I can make it up. All right, man. Sounds like a plan. All right, Kate. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, thank All you. Right, see ya.